Blog Talk Radio. This is the Back Porch Writer Podcast, the show for writers, about writers, and writing. It's live, fun, and informative. Each week, I chat with writers, editors, and industry pros to give you and me a heads up about this whole new awesome publishing world. Back Porch Writer is about creating the life that you want through writing and publishing. Are you ready to tap submit? Let's explore the possibilities together. Welcome to Back Porch Writer. Welcome to Back Porch Writer, the show for writers, about writers, and writing. I'm your host, Corey Miller, and today is September 20th, 2016, and it is shaping up to be another gorgeous day here south of Fremont, Nebraska, in the good old U.S. of A. Yes, you know, we're in the middle of, of the United States. For those of you who don't know, Nebraska is kind of right in the middle, and it's a long state. It can take a little time to go from the east to the west side of this state, and if you do 80, I'm just going to warn you now, if you're driving through the state and you're taking Interstate 80, that's probably the most boring way that you could go through this state. I have to be perfectly honest about that, and it makes it feel really long. So if you can find more interesting routes, you should do it. You should definitely do it because the landscape out here is really beautiful once you travel around the state. It just is gorgeous around here. And even I've been surprised over the years when I find new spots up like by Valentine, Nebraska and that area. There's just some gorgeous areas around here and we have some great parks and yeah, it's just, you know, it's pleasant and it's generally pretty quiet and peaceful in this area of the country. So that's a little bit, that's my tourist tidbit for you for Nebraska because you have to do that periodically. Let you know that, yeah, you should come here. It's in the middle. It's an interesting place to be and it's pretty. And we have one of the best zoos in the world. That's that's actually true. Definitely true. So today I am talking with a, a writer named Paulette who she is from um, Scotland area and has traveled quite a bit. And she's written a children's book called Treya's Quest. And I wanted to talk with her about how to write inspiring children's books because hers is it's a, it's different. It's it's very interesting. But I'm going to bring her on in a minute and let her describe to you what it's all about and and why she wrote it and you know the usual stuff. But before I do, I need to say thank you to a few people over on Twitter who have been so kind because they are retweeting information about my various books and I really appreciate that because I haven't had time to do a whole lot of marketing since I started grad school. So <laughs> I appreciate their help. Um, so thank you at Insane Author, at Readers Book News, at Hotel 05244, Galari Books, Fan Perks, Stella Marie Alday, Golden Girl Knot, Theron Liu, and Philippe Adden Lerma. I couldn't get to everybody, but right before the show, I wrote down these people. So thank you so much for helping me to spread the word about my books. It's very helpful. In fact, today I checked over on Amazon. I got an alert from Authorgraph saying that I had received a new review over on Amazon for Deadly Sins 2, and I thought, oh, well, that's cool. I should check that out, you know. And so I went over and checked it, and it was was awesome. It was a a short review, verified review, five stars. I thought, oh, well, that's awesome. I I appreciate that. Now I'm starting my day off, and it's just just warm fuzzies, you know, because indie authors need reviews. All authors need reviews, but seriously, I'm going to focus on the indie authors. We need review love, you know, and that doesn't mean you have to love everything about what we wrote. No, be honest in your review. You can be honest without being harsh and, and super critical. Just be honest. If you liked it, great. If you didn't, that's all right, too. No harm, no foul. Be honest. That's all we ask because reviews help discovered. Whether good or bad, they help us get, re- get discovered. So thank you, everyone out there, for retweeting about my books and leaving reviews. So I want to bring on Paulette so we can talk about her book, Treya's Quest. Paulette, welcome to Back Porch Writer. Thank you very much. 
So tell me a little bit about you and how you got into writing. Well, I think I've had a very adventurous life. Um, It started with my mother, who was a fantastic rock climber and mountaineer. And she was still rock climbing when she was pregnant with me. And it carried on when when I was born. She put me in a rucksack on her back and carried on up into the mountains and the wilderness. And so I grew up really in this phenomenal landscape of the Lake District and then up in Scotland and the wilds and had ponies and pets and uh, living in beautiful places like you're talking about your your countryside and um and i just really wanted to share this amazing childhood that i had um and uh, the magic of nature and the mystery and the wonder so i think that's where it all began for me and in in particular i, I think i started writing Trails quest which is set in africa when i was over in nairobi working for the un and u.s embassy after the nairobi bombing and i was doing trauma healing for the staff and for ngos and for medical doctors helping them de-stress and look at life differently and i was also invited to work in southern sudan in the rehabilitation of child soldiers so i guess my interest in children helping children and also um, and loving going on safari and the, the elephants and the, and the wild spaces in Africa, it's tremendous. So it all sort of came together. And, um, and on top of that, I, had, uh, I have had many, many years exploring spirituality and, and this journey of self-discovery and asking, you know, who, are, who am I? Who are we? And what's it all about? So really, I've poured a lifetime of love and information into this one little children's book, which all the mums and dads love and read first. Mm-hmm. So what is the basic story behind Treya's Quest? It all begins with a little 11-year-old Indian boy in the Rift Valley of Kenya. And he's out one day playing with a Maasai friend. And he meets the two million pink flamingos on Lake Nakuru. And they ask him, because he he has a gift. He, He can speak to the animals and listen and hear what nature has to say. And he can hear everything. And they say to him, what is your, what is your purpose, Treya? Why were you born? What's your dharma? And so he doesn't know. So he goes off in search of the purpose, why he was born. What's his gift? What, what, what is, makes him special? And then he, he meets 24 different great teachers in nature, like the sun and the moon and the wind and the, the river and the snake and the elephants and the, the beekeeper and the bees and the spider and, and so on. And the, the, even the great fire that the, where his mother cooked him chapatis. And, so, and he learns and they speak to him and he asks them and they tell him what their purpose is and what their gift is. And so he begins to learn and explore not that he should become a, a school teacher or a lawyer or a doctor or not not about that kind of thing, but really what what's his gift, what's his power inside him, himself. And I think we all have that, and every child has that. And it's almost it's our birthright to go out and find that incredible power that never lets us down. Mm-hmm. Now, on your cover, which is beautiful, by the way, but I'm going to get back to that in a minute, it says yeah. that this is the, the beginning of the journey. It's Treya's Quest journey begins. So that leads me to think, okay, what's next? What are you doing? <laughs> so is there going to be a whole series for Treya? I would like to do, well, I'd like to do that, actually. Yes, I would. I, I've actually um, started to write uh, Treya's Tiger. So he ends up where well, he ends up going to India because he's Indian. So he ends up going to India. And, um, but I can't give too many spoilers away. So I have started writing that. But to be honest... Um, 
Corey, I've actually shelved that for now. It's it's there, partly written, um, and uh, but I'm actually set set that to one side because I'm actually writing another book at the moment on um, uh, Lyme disease. Because five years ago, I was brought to the point of death. I was dying, paralyzed, critical. My organs were shutting down. Um, I had picked up um, Borrelia, actually, from a mosquito bite when I was working in the Sudan in Africa. And my body disintegrated over Mm. 10 years and and didn't know what it was. Usual story with Lyme disease. And eventually, I was diagnosed by a medical clairvoyant specialist who specialized in parasites. And she and then I and then I, by then I was literally paralyzed on one side and facial palsy and in and out of a heart heart unit in hospital and really I didn't have many months mm-hmm. to live and um, and from there I met and um, I, I knew I'm a biochemist by training and I'd done my research and realized antibiotics was not the way for many people certainly not for me um, and also I'm allergic to many of them so I, I actually was incredibly lucky and found a specialist in Europe who deals without on without drugs but dealing with frequency and bioenergetic medicine and he has a phenomenally unique clinic and uh, literally treating hundreds of people a month with Lyme disease particularly and it is so so special I'm, I'm just put everything else aside literally even my full-time job put that aside which is teaching yoga and meditation teachers and stress management in industry. And I've just stopped everything for nine months to get this book and this message out because everywhere I go, people have Lyme disease. It's becoming epidemic. Well, that's really interesting. It's it's something that here in Nebraska, we don't, we don't have a huge incidence of that. You know, we've got, we've got the, the ticks and whatnot, but not the Lyme disease, but it's something that we're always paying attention to in our in our yeah. area because there's yeah. so many ticks and you never know and so you do pay attention quite a bit um yes yeah wow that's really interesting so how long before that's out and ready to go um hopefully the next couple of months actually and i'm in the middle of doing a lot of interviews uh, video interviews with uh, various therapists and uh, doctors and there are specialist clinics around europe um uh, on on cutting edge solutions so hopefully it'll all be out in the next few months um, and then I can, and then I can go back to Treyas Quest and the series. And um, and, uh, and the reason I love Treyas Quest actually is because I think child, children and families today have got so caught up with um, this this the, the iPhone and your smartphones and your. I mean, I've got them myself. I love them. They're great tools. But it become it has become a very technical world. And children, instead of being outside mm. with a football or a skipping rope or you know playing in the park as, as I grew up. Um, or in the fields uh, and swinging from trees, tend to spend a lot of time in front of computers and working with very active mm-hmm. thumbs. And really they're missing mm-hmm. something. It, and, and I know from my own work with body, mind, emotional medicine that children in particular, uh, young people, need movement to develop their emotional stability and their emotional intelligence and to develop the, the different neurological pathways in the brain and to develop good health all round. Uh, in all ways. Mm-hmm. So uh, in a way, my book is trying to encourage families to, to go back into nature and to go and find the park. It could be your garden or the nearby park or a, a wild space, a national park, and to go and find some beauty and to really get ourselves grounded and get the shoes and socks off and get our feet there. And maybe, I know we talk about hugging trees, but find some butterflies and watch them and say, what are they saying to me? You know, and look at this beauty all around us because it's extraordinary and it's far more magical than than, than looking at our smartphones and our computers at someone Uh else's imagination 
So I'm trying to say to people, mm-hmm. come on, um, this, let's engage our imagination and our mystery and wonder. Uh, and, and see what nature has to say to us. See what the, the river, the dancing, sparkling water says to us, or the a beautiful waterfall with rainbows. And, 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 and to dance as mm-hmm. I did as a child and, and to stand in these rainbows of, of, of water molecules, which are also ionizing and full of photons and electrons. So they're giving us energy and vitality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. The last couple of weeks I've had my children focusing on awe, looking for awe um, mm-hmm. just around them. And it's because I've been taking a, a science of happiness course as part of my studies. And it's been really interesting. Wonderful. And that came up, this topic of awe. Because like you, my, I worry about my kids getting too much behind the computer and just, yeah, they're getting a lot of exercise. At least their hands are. <laughs> you know? Yes. The thumbs but I want are very, out very, very advanced thumbs. Yes, yeah. and, and and the more and, so it, it and I think thing. well, I was going to say I think sometimes parents today um, don't know because I was lucky my my mum was all we're all picking berries and making jam still are in fact this summer I found some wild red currant bushes and we made some beautiful red currant jelly and um, and then some bramble wine and some raspberry wine and you know picking things from nature and making things that we mm-hmm. can eat and enjoy. And I think a lot of parents today, because they're very busy or their parents didn't have that education or didn't grow up in the wild, um, that they don't know what to do and what to look for. So in the book, it's not like I'm saying, hey, go make jam. But one of, one of the little stories <laughs> is um, my, my, my grandfather kept bees. He was a lovely, he was a beekeeper. And in, in fact, he, he was in the, the war years and uh, people were very poor, and he had an allotment, and he fed not just his own family, but half the street on his allotment, and he kept these, and he'd often be giving a little jar of honey away. And one of the things that we would do as children was he had, when, when he'd take the honeycomb out, and he'd cut the wax off the top of the honeycomb, and then put them into the spinner, and it was a hand, a wooden hand spinner, and we, we as children had to sit and take our turn, that's about six or seven, and spin the honey as it would come out of the combs mm-hmm. and 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 as our treat uh, we were allowed to pick up the bit of wax that he'd cut off the top and which is dripping in honey and suck it and so that story mm-hmm. that imagery of a child spinning honey with the beekeeper the old wise beekeeper that's one of my messages in the book as well so is to is is there's so much we can do to engage in in daily life which is full of love and full of little secrets mm-hmm. and full of knowledge and, and full of intense experiences that we remember because, you know, you, you go on a computer and you play a game. You don't remember that. It doesn't engage the heart and the, and the soul and, and, and create memories and endorphins that last for a lifetime. So the book is teasing, I think, fam- I'm hoping will tease families and children and parents um, back into that world and saying, look, look around us. Go explore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Definitely. I think that for me, we're pretty fortunate because Nebraska is an agricultural state. And so we're surrounded by a lot of farms and, and things of that nature and farmers markets. And I used to do farmers markets as a part of my career. So it, we're very fortunate. I think it's more challenging for children who are in the more the city or the, even the larger towns to get connected with things like that. So I agree. It's really important for them to be able to do that. Yeah. Now, your your book cover, because I have to ask about this, who did the book cover? Because yeah. it's really pretty. I mean, it's just pretty. Uh, 
It was a, a guy called uh, Tim Joy, actually, uh, a beautiful illustrator in, in England. And um, one of those amazing things, I actually put it out there, I think, what, Elon's or Fiverr or one of these, you know, look for a job. And I put a, a little job thing, who would like to illustrate a children's book, expecting a couple of replies, and had 55 people from Russia and America and, and, mm-hmm. and Spain and, 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 you know, I think China saying, yeah, look, sending me their portfolios. And I went through all the different portfolios, and I, I just kept coming back to this one portfolio with magical and, and he happened to be in England. So I, I used mm. him, and he's beautiful. I mean, every, so every chapter has a beautiful illustration, and, and we, we discussed it, the key points. Um, like one of them, when he, uh, Trey is out with Papilio, the butterfly, his little friend. And, uh, and there's this sweet little image I just, I just threw in there of fairies painting butterfly wings. You know, I, was, I know it's a cute thing, and... Um, and then later on, I talk about, I kind of weave in science. So in, in another chapter, with Cap, he's talking to Capo the pigeon. And, 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 I, and I talk about how the birdsong makes the plants grow. And this actually is true. Mm-hmm. That the birdsong, if, if in nature, when you t- uh, plants are surrounded by the beautiful tunes of the morning dawn chorus, the plants actually grow faster. So the book is sprinkled with little touches of science and sort of wonderful things like that. So, and then, of course, we have mm-hmm. the, his drawn, the elephant eyes, the, the little baby elephant's eyes, so beautifully. So, now, yes, I should mention, this book is colorful. Your book is not a traditional children's book. A traditional children's book is like 32 pages long. Yours is, I think, 132 pages long, something like that. Yes, so, yes. To me, this is more of a book that's like I've got some books that are similar to this that are classified as children's books, but they're more they're like creation stories from all over the world, you know. And so there's different chapters and things, and that's what this book is reminding me of. Um, is it something along those lines? So I want people to realize that this is this to me is one of those books you have on your coffee table, <laughs> so people can just pick yeah. it up and peruse, you know, young and old. And, and I wanted to um, and see yes, if it. Yes. Yeah, well, I, it, I, want, I, I, want, I wanted it to be beautiful and, and, and attractive and people to keep it forever on the bookshelf and, and yeah. just whatever age you are. So I found that the mums and dads are reading it to the younger ones and it's a lovely and right. read a chapter or a few pages every night. And then once it gets to sort of, I don't know, 10, 9, 10, the young people are, are they're reading, the children are reading it themselves. And then I'm finding that mm-hmm. sneakily that the sort of, I'm getting re- reviews back from uh, teenagers who were, and even people who are in their 20s saying, you know, I was feeling suicidal and I read your book and it's just awesome. Mm-hmm. I just feel inspired again now and there's hope in my life. And now mm-hmm. I realize I can actually get out there and really have a beautiful life because of reading and being mm-hmm. inspired by this book. So, and some people liken it to The Little Prince and sort of these in the Narnia oh. books. You know, mm-hmm. I've had a few, mm-hmm. few people talk bit like reading you know the lion the witch in the wardrobe or the little prince and these kind book. of books so i know me too i i i was i think <laughs> I, learned, so I i i hated reading and i, I was a terrible student I, I just wanted to live outside and play and then i think i got to the age of eight and my mother's thinking what on earth you know this child doesn't read and then one day i just i hated it really and one day i picked up a book I think it was Pooh Bear. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, it was some book. And uh, Paddington, Paddington. I think it was Paddington. 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 And I just read it cover to cover. And from then on, every night, I was literally underneath the duvet with a torch. The rest of my life addicted to reading. 
<laughs> well, Paddington's a good start. <laughs> yeah, a fun start. So uh, that was me, addicted oh. forever. And I, I, my mother's actually taught English at school, and I, and I, and I, I, my family is a lot of educators in my family, and I think literacy is is a great gift. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. gift that, that we, we should all share and encourage and, uh, and we do everything we can with libraries and, and to get young people to, to read. And I, I'm old-fashioned. I like to hold a book. I know you can, you can get the e-book copy on your Kindle and that's wonderful for travel. And I, and I do. If I'm going somewhere and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. traveling, I'll have a, three or four books on my, my iPad. But, but I love to hold a book in my hand. There's something so reassuring well, you know, about turning a page. Well, the other side of it, though, is that when it comes to children's books, my view on it is, and I know my children are this way, they would rather have the book. They don't. They have Kindles. They don't read on their Kindles. They would yeah. rather have the book and be able to turn the pages and see the pictures, and that's what they do. And I, I don't like children's books on Kindles. I, I never have. Um, adults' books, fine. But the children's books, I'm, I'm right in the same camp with my kids. I want to be able to hold the book and, and look yeah. at the, the pictures and see them clearly. You know, so and it's, on, it's, it's definitely. It's, I mean, and they're, they're tactile, isn't it? And and we know that we learn through yeah. multisensory uh, experiences. So when you touch something and you smell the paper and then you right. feel it and you turn it over and then you gaze and then you pour it, you look. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love having these powerful illustrations. And then it is one mm-hmm. per chapter because I believe that you can sort of really go into each illustration and really, you know, look at it. And, and, um, and, and even like one of, the, one of the chapters six, and it's a Stardust Symphony when he's learning about how we each have a star that, that we're born and with, that sings to us, that, that's our soul uh, star. Um, and then Surya, this great sun, says, but I can, I can hear the whole symphony because he's so selfless. So the great sun shines on everybody equally. And so he can hear everyone's tune, every soul's music that we all have playing within us. And so the Stardust Symphony is written in the, in the sky, and this artist has captured that so beautifully, and his angels capturing mm-hmm. little prayers coming up from, from all beings, from children and adults as they pray. So, yeah, the illustrations really, I think, pull out some beautiful pictures. Mm-hmm. Well, I am going to have to go over and get a, a copy of your book, a physical copy, obviously, of your book. <laughs> I have it open right oh. now on uh, Amazon, yeah. so I'm going to have to check that out so that I can get it for my family and we can have it on our coffee table and, and read it because we oh. read every night. We have reading time for an hour every night minimum, and so they're usually reading what they want to read, and then I'll read something to them. And my kids are older. I've got a 9- and 12-year-old, and they still like to be read too. Um, so I it's, know. It's an important be able to do. Yeah. I like to be read too. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm in my 40s, and I still like if somebody wants to read to me. <laughs> you know, it's relaxing. Love, lovely, lovely. It, 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 I think, yeah. We, we, our children, we remember our mums and dads coming in to tuck us in and and re- going to bed with that voice luring us into some magical world. Yeah. As we're safe, it's safely awesome. tucked in. It is, isn't it? and it's, it's, it's like the radio. It's, I, I it's comforting. It's relaxing. Too. Yeah. Well, I have kept you longer than I said I would. I apologize for that because I know that you're calling from uh, overseas. So, Paulette, thank you so much for being with me here on Back Porch Writer. No, no problem. And if somebody wants the, the actual original um, super-duper high-quality copy, there are some from my website, treasquest.com. 
Well, Amazon has print on demand, uh, the ebook and print on demand. But if you want the original, I had about a thousand made of um, beautifully high quality paper with with a, with, a, with a really sort of stunning uh, high standards. You can get that from my website. Tell me your website again. It's um, treasquest.com. Treasquest.com. I'll be sure to add that. I don't know if I have that in the notes, so I'll be sure to add that in the show no, notes and, for the and show thank page. You to, and I. I heard you saying to everyone, you know, how important it is to get reviews and to pass the word and Twitter and pass on. Thank you to your read, uh, your listeners and anyone who's going to read the book for yeah, for sending in a review to me. I'd love to hear that or putting it up somewhere or uh, yeah, and tell tell friends and family because I think the, these these books with meaning and and beauty are are rare in many ways. Mhm, mhm. I agree. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Corey. Lovely to talk to you. To you. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye bye for now. Bye bye. Bye bye. So you heard her. You can get a really nice copy of this book by going directly to her site, treasquest.com. I'll update my show notes to make sure that I have that in there. I don't think that I do at the moment. So you can check it out there. And over on Amazon, of course, it is available. It's available in Kindle and paper copy over there. As she said, you can get the print on demand version over on. Uh, Amazon.com, and she could use some review love. People, she's got one review for this book over on Amazon. So go over there, get the book, read the book, and leave a review. I want to thank you so much for joining me here on Back Porch Writer today. Until next time, pull up a chair, set a spell, and write. Thanks for listening to Back Porch Writer. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe via iTunes so people just like you can find the show. If you've got comments, questions, or want to be a guest, visit BackwardsWriter.com for details. I'm your host, Corey Miller. Until next time, pull the chair, sit a spell, and write.